All right, on episode 104, I got Ashley and Tyann with Peach Mango Society here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. These women are doing some amazing things, empowering women around them. They're doing some things with photography and boudoir all the way to uh, retreats with other women in the community. You're going to love this episode. They will enlighten you and empower you. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Do you love the Pacific Northwest as much as I do? And how do you show it everywhere you go? Get yourself clothing that reflects the love today. Head over to Forever Green and see everything they have to offer. From hoodies to t-shirts, even bathing suits for the summer. Forever Green will have something you will love. So I want you to go to www.forevergreenpnw.com. That's the number four, E-V-R-G-R-N-P-N-W.com. And don't forget that everyday hoodie. It's a buy one, get one half off. All right. I have two guests with me today, uh, Ty Ann and Ashley, and they're well, they, they do lots of things, but we're going to kind of talk about what they're doing with Peach Mango, their podcast, and kind of what they've been up to. Actually, a tie-in on, oh gosh, it's been, I should have checked what episode it was, but it is a long time ago. And we talked more about your marketing, your business, mm-hmm. what you guys do, you and your husband. So I'm excited to just talk to you and what you're doing personally. Um, some really great things. So first of all, uh, maybe just give us a little update on what you're doing and then a little bit about Peach Mango. So... Yeah. Last time I talked to you, everything was in a completely different place. (laughs) I think I had really just started down the boudoir world with photography and I was still doing a lot of the marketing stuff with my husband. And we really talked about a lot of that. And I completely shifted my focus in a year's time. (laughs) So I I started going and doing more and more boudoir and it's actually the birth of peach mango Mm -hmm. because through those sessions, I realized how much women like me and like Ashley and like you really crave the empowerment that we're lacking. Like we, I, I saw so many times women walk in here nervous and really self-conscious. And we did a lot of this work together in the time span we were here and they would leave completely different and shifted in a little bit more confident. And I kind of got addicted to that almost. (laughs) And then we did a series last year, the body positive Mm -hmm. series, and that changed everything. And then Ashley and I ended up having a conversation on my back patio one day about (laughs) things we just wanted to be able to do in life. And we both have a passion for empowering and supporting other women. And so peach mango, like birthed there and birthed, it birthed (laughs) on my back patio (laughs) and We didn't realize it at the time because it's been a heck of a ride the last year, Mm -hmm. how it's evolved. So at the, when it all started, we kept everything bundled together and I was doing the portraits and we were doing peach mango stuff together. And Ashley since joined me and started doing portraits with me too. But, um, over the last year, it's really just evolved in this crazy, amazing way. And then peach mango is what it is today. And you have a podcast now. And we do have a podcast. And a podcast. Why stop at one right. splitting it into two things? Let's just add more. Absolutely. <laughs> adding. I like it. I like what mm-hmm. I I've actually so to do a little research on you guys. I started to listen to a couple of the last podcasts. 
And you guys, what I love about your, your local, I mean, to the Coeur d'Alene area, mm-hmm. but you're like real and raw too. Like, I feel like you guys are really morphing into like just straightforward, which I love. And I think more people love can connect with you guys mm-hmm. even better. That was really important to us when we started the podcast, because there are so many that are, you know, they're beautiful and you can tell that they're scripted from the beginning to the end. And there can still be value in that. Um, it just didn't resonate with us. And so we're like, if we're going to do a podcast, they're going to see and know who we are. (laughs) The good, the bad, the other. (laughs) No, I'm not sitting here scripting us out. I'm not, I'm not doing it. So yeah. And I, well, that's, I mean, we talk, I've talked to many people about that in the podcast. I mean, there's people that do, they do the scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I usually have an outline of like questions if things get weird because some, some guests I'm like, okay. And then they have like a one, one word answer. I'm like, oh goodness. So I'm going to have interviewed really my stri- husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know if you are. <laughs> No, I get that. That's smart though. I think we've done the same thing where if we have a point that we really want to make sure we'll write down just like yeah. those key points, but I can't script it. Mm-hmm. And often and anymore, the way it's evolved, we sit down like, well, what do we want to talk about this episode? And it's like, well, what's going on in our lives? Mm-hmm. And so we use our personal lives as the guiding point for the podcast. Yeah. Which is great. It was one time I tried to script you for something else and it was a train wreck. I was like, tan the script. And she was like, oh, are you serious about that? (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, So Ashley, you are in a whole different, I mean, you're not in the photography world necessarily. And in that, so what made you kind of like, I mean, you obviously you have your daytime job. You have all your other stuff too. Is like, what made you kind of go (laughs) shift and do this? And you're a full-time mom and you have all these other things going on. A businesswoman, what's a couple more. Well, and so, you know, Tyann kind of shares like how peach mango birthed for her, but on my end, um, you know, I wasn't here at doing the photography. And so I was a part of her pretty large Facebook group where she shared her photography mm-hmm. and throughout the pandemic. And as she kind of more shifted towards boudoir, it was really evident, at least from me sitting there watching that there was a shift happening within the group. And you could tell women were seeking the group out more and more throughout the day. They were coming there for their triumphs, but they were also coming there when they were having a bad day. And all of a sudden this group that used to be just for, you know, sharing boudoir photos or family photos or whatever else it could have been, um, women, thousands of women were going to it on the daily to find that moment of connection and community. And so that's kind of when our conversations first started happening, where I was like, Hey, just outside observation here, but there's something brewing here. There's something happening and there's more to this than just a VIP photography group. And so I kind of jumped in and started helping like moderate the group for her and adding a little bit more even value to it. And then that's what prompted (laughs) the backyard back patio conversations where we're like, this is not just a photography group anymore. Like there is a need for this growth, this community, this right. empowerment for women. And I, th- I think we just need to roll with it. Mm-hmm. And the birth and th- happened and then the birth back- just happened and <laughs> out came peach mango. <laughs> Everybody's happy and healthy and doing well. <laughs> I know it does sound like a, you're actually have a child, your little love. Child. <laughs> <laughs> but then, because like Tyan said in the beginning, it was all still you know, photography was so involved. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'm a photographer now too. And so, <laughs> hey, that builds that resume. 
I was like, whoo, you know, what's another thing, you know, but now I'm blessed. I mean, no, most people don't start out photography in a state-of-the-art, you know, studio with all of the high-end equipment and lighting yeah. and a photographer standing physically right <laughs> behind them, moving them to the spots they should be in. So I know I need easy. that. I'm a little Pretty easy learning curve for me. I was like, okay, this is good. And then I have my little photographer behind me being like, Ashley, move the camera to the left for the love. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I feel like that we should have that all parts of our lives. Like just like doing yeah. anything. You're like, I want the professional behind me. Like, right. Just, just steering me. Like, okay. Aimlessly trying to do it. We're like, oh, let's just try to do this. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if you just had somebody just to guide you? That's, well, that's what it felt like in the from beginning. all of the like trouble. Yeah. And she was very sweet about it. Like she would act like she wasn't helping, but she would just be like, oh gosh, the light over here. Oh, I'm just standing and the light over here is so nice. And I'm like, oh, is that you telling me I'm in the wrong spot? Thank you. Okay. See, that's what good <laughs> friends are for. Suddenly. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So I totally missed the shot originally. Got it. Okay. I love it. So besides the, the podcast and the, you know, your photography stuff and the boudoir and the portraits, what, um, what else are you guys doing with the peach mango? Like the empowering part, the part that like is the next step. Does that make sense? Like what yeah. explain to people that are listening? Cause there's going to be people that are going to be like, I want to connect with these women and help mm -hmm. me be a better me. Yeah. You know, how, what is that? Do you want to go? And it's always go? funny when there's two people. I didn't even like, ask. I was like, Oh, so both of you talk at the same time. <laughs> Ready? Go. <laughs> Well, and okay. So to speak on what Tyann was kind of saying, that's what's shifted because it was, we didn't know what peach mango was in the beginning. We're like, we know there's a need we <laughs> and we know everybody hole. likes yeah. this mm -hmm. and everyone likes the photos and everyone likes, but again, there's, there's this other thing over here. And now I think we're, we've shifted, we've got photos. We, we love doing photos, but peach mango is now really a full focused development empowerment society group. Um, and so we host two events every single month. We do virtual events. We do in person. Um, they're all really centered around growing you as a individual. So we're hosting everything from, um, forgiveness workshops to how to set boundaries, because that's a very hard thing that women tend to have. We have got that going on next month. Um, we're an entire society, you know, an entire brand built around empowering the entire part of you. And so we have our own app. We have, a, you can find us on social media. Mm -hmm. um, we make ridiculous we reels make and TikToks. Ridiculous reels and TikToks. Um, <laughs> I love them. <laughs> they scare me. They literally go out of their way to try to like scare me. Um, oh, that, those, I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm so sorry, but I, I giggle every time I see the scary. I one. mean, who doesn't, but you know, I, I just don't know why I always have to be the target. <laughs> I'm not lying. Like Chris was hiding, ready to do it again. I'm like, we have to be on a podcast. I know in he was two seconds. Do not scare her. He was in here. I know he was. I sat in my car because I could see the shadow of him in the studio. And I was like, I'm not getting out. I'm going to be late to this podcast. And then finally he like begrudgingly walks over to the other's other office. Yeah. Um, but no, we're an entire company built around empowering every part of you. Um, so there's going to be some events that maybe resonate some that, that don't, but it's really about just cutting down the bullshit. If I can cuss on here. Oh, you um, can. And well, if you watch the uh, reels or when she gets scared, the F-bomb does come out and it's pretty funny. <laughs> I turn into a sailor real quick. <laughs> that heart rate goes up and I'm like, hello, I'm now a pirate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we have, we have it all, but it's really just focused around 
developing women into being the best self that they already are. It's just usually kind of hidden inside a few layers. So, um, Tyann, what kind of inspires you to be like your best self? I mean, you're kind of leading women, but you're also learning and on a journey yourself. What kind of inspires you to be your best you? Um, honestly, I have just a built-in passion and drive to do more and to be a positive impact. And I feel like so much of what pushes that is the crap I've been through. I'm going to say crap. I won't say bad things. Um, but often once I start getting to the other side, I'm like, how can I use that pain to help somebody else instinctively? And so peach mango really evolved for me because I've been through a couple things and I learned a lot of stuff. And last year I would call it like 500 spiritual awakenings because it was a very rough year, but all of it really pushed me and guided me towards what we're doing now. And that is leading and teaching and guiding other women who maybe want to go from a place of just lot being lost or hurt or confused to finding that confidence that's still in there. It's still within us. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't want people to lose the hope because it, you know, the pandemic and everything made a lot of us kind of go inward and mental health suffered immensely. Mm -hmm. And I think last time you and I spoke, actually, this was at the very beginning and we were starting to see some of the effects of it. And I feel like now that we're slowly getting to the other side, cross your fingers. Um, (laughs) I'm not jinxing it. (laughs) Um, but we're really seeing some of the ramifications Mm -hmm. and there I've had so many conversations with women who just went internal through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They just pushed through and tried to navigate life and everything by themselves, not really knowing where to go and kind of losing parts of themselves along the way. And I did the same thing. Honestly, I totally did the same thing. And so what's pushed me is that because I now I took that year and I navigated a lot of stuff and I went through a huge transformation and had to face a lot of crap. And I want to take everything I learned and I really want to give it to other people. I want them to see the hope. I want them to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so we've taken that and we're breaking it down. And Ashley and I have had so many conversations Mm -hmm. about her own journey with this Mm -hmm. and it's allowed us to build an entire year of events to just curate that really. Oh, build on it. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Um, kind of the same question to you, Ashley, you know, um, you obviously everyone goes to their own journey, their own thing, and you are, you're juggling so many balls. What kind of inspires you or motivates you to be like your best self and maybe give that to others as well? It's, it's a bit on what Tyann touched on where it's, I, I'm a hard road taker. (laughs) It's like, sometimes I swear I I do it to myself. Um, and so I have gone through so many things in life. I was the young teenage single mom. I was the domestic violence victim. I was the college dropout turned back into college. I mean, just, I've gone through so much throughout my life. And even though it's hard because I, I was definitely, um, taught as a child to fake it till you make it. You don't let people in. If you're struggling, if you're going through something, you know, you don't air that dirty laundry. You don't bring it up. You act like your life is perfect. Um, but every time I would bring it up, every time I would share it, not just helped me, but it helped others because the feeling of being alone of this must just be me. Like there's there must just be something wrong with me, right? Nobody else in the world could be going through what I'm going through, but that's just not the case. And so when you give voice to it, you kind of disable the power it holds over you, but it also lets others 
see that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And the moment I was able to shift that mindset, I was like, okay, there is something to this. And I, I am going to be the cycle breaker. I'm not going to raise my children. Cause I have three kids. I'm not going to raise my children to be that way. They're going to see the mom who is okay with growing and healing and forgiving and pushing themselves. Um, so that's kind of a weird answer, but it's just, it's a lot of, yeah. I'm very committed to being a cycle breaker with my upbringing and with, um, for my kids. And I'm very just committed to kind of breaking the stigma about it's, it's okay to want to grow one. Cause there's even a stigma about wanting to grow for whatever, especially with women, there is this mm-hmm. weird stigma about like wanting to push yourself and be the best version of you and wanting to kind of test the boundaries a bit and not um, being perceived as snotty, um, bitchy, like mm-hmm. so many things. Mm-hmm. And there's such power. I have all those. Like, those are all my nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I even, oh my gosh. Self-awareness, right? Self-awareness. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, yeah, it's just those, it's those little thing moments where I, I kind of get vulnerable and share. And then my messages start blowing up from other people thanking me. And I'm like, whoa, I'm sitting here like nervous that I even shared something. And then everyone's like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for breaking yeah. the fake Instagram world of what I thought your life was. And I'm like, my life is a crapshoot, man. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it's a great, it's a great point because we see these influencers or we see people online or we see our community members or we see our friends, yeah. you know, we see this one side and, um, or even like someone that's like super, I guess, popular and you watch their life and they kind of share their journey, but to see someone in your community or um, someone you can relate with. Maybe you have, like you said, like have those similar things, wh- whoever, wh- whatever it may be. Yeah. It's just really nice to be like, oh, she's human and she's just like the rest of us, but she also, I can reach out and actually connect with her. When yeah. you reach out as a social influencer or someone else you see kind of, you can connect with, they, they're not going to respond to you. Right. But it is neat to have like, you know, to see that, but also how do you navigate the struggles of, um, I guess being a community member and putting your, your you know, you guys, you say a lot of stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, and you're also community members. You also have people like, I mean, obviously we have, we're in a small town. Everyone judges everybody, but oh. how oh, do yeah. you navigate like, you know, being real and raw, but then, you know, going and having these business lunches or whatever it may be. That was, that was a hard one for me. I think even at one point there was a very influential beloved individual in town who brought up running potentially for like like city council down the road for me. And I was like, Oh honey, I've said too much. (laughs) There's, there's too much out there on me. (laughs) Like it's not in the cards for me. Um, because it is hard. I'm still, I mean, I still have a day job. I'm still out there nine to five Monday through Friday, still representing an employer in my community. And so does that make me cautious sometimes? Um, it can, I mean, I still, curse like a sailor. So obviously it doesn't make me that cautious. Um, but it really was, I don't, gosh, we just talked about it recently where I, we had had, we had done a podcast and I was like, whoo, got pretty vulnerable there. Mm-hmm. And I had made an offhanded comment. I was like, one day I'm going to be like going in line for unemployment because my employer is going to be like, <laughs> and we're done. Um, but then there was this moment of, you know what, if there comes a point where my employer lets me go because I'm speaking my truth, then maybe it's not the right employer for me. And so mm-hmm. once I've kind of gone with that line of, you know, there might be people who choose not to associate with me, but then there are those who probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And there might be those who don't want to employ me, but then they probably don't want to work there anyways. Mm-hmm. If you love frozen yogurt, beer, wine, boozy floats, 
I have the perfect place for you. It's called 32 Below Froyo and More here located in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, you want to go check them out. They have a little bit for the whole family. They also support the community in many different projects, but we need your help. We need to vote for 32 Below Froyo and More. So go to their Instagram, um, click on the link in their bio, and then you can go vote for Best of Idaho Frozen Yogurt and then Best of uh, Locally here in Coeur d'Alene too. So go vote for them, go support them. They're amazing business here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Question is, Tyann, where do you see kind of Peach Mango Society going? Like I know that I've seen you guys posted, you guys kind of like picked a night and you guys got a hotel room and you really business planned out your podcast, your, your whole thing. Like, where do you see eventually this thing going? Um, how much am I allowed to say? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Ironically, you asked the person who can't interview the question. (laughs) Um, well, I really see Ashley and I hosting these events on bigger platforms. Um, we are actually hosting our very first retreat. It's an entire day. And we've put together and brought um, a couple other people in with us to really have an entire day, like based around healing and growth. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see us going. I see us really starting to facilitate these events and these groups and these movements for women to really kind of like Ashley was just Mm -hmm. saying, own who we are, step into who we are and be proud of it and be confident in it and figure out how do we do that. And in part in doing that, we learn how much we have to heal. And that's one of the things. So we are really just creating a space and a place and events to facilitate that. Yeah. I love that. I was like, I'm so proud of you. You didn't didn't tell everything. I'm very proud of you. You (laughs) Like hearts. I can feel her heart. Like (laughs) she's like, what can I say? She looks Uh over at Ashley. I was like, now I'm really intrigued. <laughs> I've been watching that, that, do, that, the story about inventing Anna on Netflix and she, the, the, like, have you guys seen this? No, I've but seen I all the watch previews it. and I, I keep putting it off. Cause I know I won't be able to like a hop and binge, binge it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like last night I was like, can we watch one more episode? But like the, the person that's interviewing, she doesn't stop until she gets what, like the answer she wants. So I'm like, how can I get the, <laughs> how do I do that? <laughs> I love it. I've asked Tyann this, but you know, since you're local to the area, I always like to ask, what is your favorite fun question? Where's your favorite, like go-to restaurant in Coeur d'Alene? Tyann has changed it. Well, yeah. What was yours? I don't know. Was it Izzy's back then? Because it's Izzy's now. (laughs) still Izzy's. Well, it's also like on your block pretty much. (laughs) It is. And I go there often because I love her food. Yeah. Izzy's is probably top three for me too. I still, my heart is still with Syringa because I love sushi and I think we're pretty darn blessed to have yeah. such a good sushi place in town. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for quick food, I really like Rocco's. Oh yeah. They have great Teriyaki. food. They do good food. Um, and then I also love Izzy's. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been to the, have you guys been to the new Garnet yet? No. no, we went yesterday and it was crazy. I've never seen a weight like that. Really? Oh, I'm sure. That's what I've been like giving it space. Cause it's like the weight's probably two hours plus. Oh, it's crazy. Like we went and like put our names down and went to in shopping for just a minute. And then we came back and we still had to wait. And I was like, which is good because they've been closed for so long. Yes. It was really awesome to see the community kind of like pour in them, but there's so much seating and it was packed. Oh my gosh. 
Well, I'm sure they had to probably even hire up and hire more servers. And then I didn't think about that though. You could like put your name down and then go to Costco. Yeah. Especially if it's that long of a wait, you definitely have time. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time you get done, you know, and it's cold enough silver, like nothing gets ruined. And then you'll exactly. still have just like a 30 minute wait. <laughs> so Tyann, um, if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh. If I could have dinner with anybody, who would it be? I don't even remember. I think you asked me this last time and I answered it. And my answer would probably have shifted even. Honestly, now it'd probably be Brene Brown. Mm, I would love to sit down with that woman and just dive into vulnerability and shame and really dissect it because it's so intense and powerful and prevalent. (laughs) What about you, Ashley? I think I'm going to, I'm going to say my great grandmother. Oh, grandma crow, grandma crow. <laughs> Actually, I got a tattoo for her, which I'm pretty sure she hates tattoos. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but no, my great grandmother lived a incredible life and there's so much mystery around her life. Um, she was a young widow. She, well, first off, they changed their entire name, like their identity. They fled Chicago, moved across the country. And then my great grandfather was mysteriously killed just a year later. And then, so here's this, you know, what the 1940s raising two boys who went from being a cleaner in a company to owning said company before like she retired. It's just like her story is incredible and there's so much mystery. And I would just love to figure out how like yeah especially like like I said 1930s 1940s 1950s we have a widow who Mm -hmm. went from cleaning the the office building after hours to owning the company by the time she retired it was yeah I would just woman took way too many secrets to her grave so (laughs) kind of like the mafia or something over here it it does it's it's crazy we just figured out like all of their legal names and like what changed but there's just so much mystery and she's probably hidden money somewhere. So I'd like to, I'd like to have a conversation with her. Where'd you bury it, grandma? Help me, help me out, grandma. Um, it's so funny, the tattoo thing, because my cousin and I got little, um, well, hers is bigger, but we've got matching tattoos, like kind of something that symbolized our grandma. And I was like, I bet my grandma's like, what are you two doing? Because probably <laughs> not. <laughs> oh yeah. There's no way. Well, I, I don't, maybe, I don't know. Maybe she'd be open to it. Probably not, but yeah, she probably hates it. She's probably like, really? You got a big giant crow on your back for me? How dare you? <laughs> it's fine. It's like I hate crows. Though, okay. It's really pretty. <laughs> so, I mean, what I love what you guys are doing, you're really just, I mean, the, the network you're building, all these great things that you're doing. There's some, fa- I'm really excited and very proud of both of you for this because as a, you know, when I moved, I lived away and then I moved back and kind of got back into the business community in Coeur d'Alene and there was no outlet for someone like me, like, you know, trying to get back into the, like, who should I meet? Where, what groups should I be a part of? How do I do this? And navigating, like, you know, as women, we aren't, you know, we struggle through the business world because of certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're not sometimes seen as like important or that we are like actually great at our jobs. And I think that culture is changing a little bit, but I I wish I would have had something like you guys, like, Hey, 
let me, let me show you how to like empower yourself, empower around you, do things like that. Um, so if there is a young female, maybe someone that's new to the, like trying to get into whether it's really owning herself or getting the community, what kind of advice would you give to someone maybe, you know, dealing with those kind of things? Um, what advice would I give somebody? It's intimidating to be a woman stepping into the business world. So when I started my business, that's my first experience stepping out on my own. And I hadn't worked in a professional setting in a very long time. Like the last time I was in a professional setting, I worked for the public defender's office like 10 years ago. And it was intimidating. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm young, but I'm younger in the business world. Mm -hmm. And so to be a young and to be a woman and trying to step into that, I, I played small, mm -hmm. I played very small and I didn't find my voice and I didn't stand up for myself. And so I would just advise somebody like to trust your gut, to speak up when something feels off, to trust that your voice is also equally important. Mm -hmm. And don't just go with the crowd. Don't just say, oh, okay, I guess I'm wrong because what you're a dude <laughs> and really follow it because don't play small. Like yeah. you are just as valuable. Your voice and your perspective has so much value in this world. Don't play small. And that would really be my biggest advice. Cause that was the hardest thing for me to overcome was really finding my place. And how do I speak into it? How do I, you know, navigate people that want to just talk over you all the time. Mm -hmm. So I should have gone first. Why? Cause you want to talk over me. I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> no, Cause you're about to say that I keep saying like the same darn oh. thing as you the whole time. Um, well, I'm glad I went first. Then. I know I should have gone <laughs> first this time. Um, cause that's like almost the same exact answer. I spent 11 years in the corporate finance world and in banking. And that's a very traditional, very you know, old school mentality. And it's amazing how long it took me to realize your gut and your intuition is not wrong. So in those moments where you're just like, mm, that's not settling well with me, or that's, that's making my stomach a little kind of flip-flops. That's the time where you have to stand up. That's the time where you have to speak up. That's the time where you don't, you know, don't chalk it up to just being like, oh, I'm being sensitive right now. Oh, I'm being, you know, I just don't know as much there. They have more seniority than, than me, or they know more. Um, Cause there were so many moments where, you know, my radars were going off mm -hmm. of, nope, this isn't right. Or, or I could help here. And I chose to stay silent because of whatever A, B or C reason versus going, Hey, you know what? Women's intuition is just a powerful mm -hmm. thing. And when you feel those little, it's being able to recognize when you feel those little moments, that means it's time to speak up. It means it's time to have action or speak up or do something, not even always bad things, but mm -hmm. it's just like that moment where, you know, they ask for a volunteer for a project and you're sitting there choosing not to volunteer, even though, you know, you are the best person for it because of whatever self-doubt or limiting beliefs that are going on speak up. It like when you start to be able to recognize those moments and push past them that's when your growth just skyrockets yeah. and know it. Yeah. Knowing your value. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. there are too many women who don't volunteer for things or don't raise their hands when they should. Mm -hmm. mm, great. See, great answer. It wasn't even the same. That was beautiful. If I had to like <laughs> change it last second. <laughs> so if people are listening right now and they want to connect with you, whether it's through the boudoir, whether it's peach mango society, whether it's just wanted to chat, chat with you guys or listen to your podcast how do people connect with you 
So Peach Mango, it's Peach Mango Society. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram, or um, all of those places will also direct you to our membership app, which that's really where you can connect with us. Um, for photography, if so, if you need boudoir, branding, headshots, that's wild. <clears throat> there goes my voice. Wild Lux Portraits. So photography is Wild Lux Portraits. Peach Mango Society is the empowerment. Um, and we're all over social media. We even have mm -hmm. TikToks for crying out loud. We are so findable. You guys findable. <laughs> yes. <So> findable. <laughs> So Ashley, I'll start with you on this one since um, Tyann's getting the first of a couple. I'm going first. <laughs> so this is my last question is, you know, we've talked about this multiple times is the pandemic. It's been, it's people have struggled. Let's just say yeah. mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, especially the mentally, I think is a big piece. What kind of advice would you give someone maybe struggling right now or still kind of weird in their little, whatever world's going on? What is a piece of advice you give someone that's mentally struggling? Ooh, that could be a loaded one for you. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest thing is it is okay to stop faking it. Mm. We are at a time. It is okay to say something is not working. It is okay to say that, Hey, you know what, for whatever reason, there was no class that we were taught on how to survive a pandemic perfectly. And so it's okay to say that, you know, the path that you originally, or the approach you originally took towards it maybe isn't working. There is no one that is going to call you weak for that. Or, and if they do, then cut them, like just get them, get rid of them. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's time to just be able to recognize that something's not okay. Raise your hand, whether you call the best friend, whether you call a family member, whether you join peach mango, like whatever it is, it is okay to be able to step back and reevaluate because the majority of people, I think went into the pandemic with the head down focus of just getting through it because we all just thought it was going to be 90 days. Mm -hmm. Fine. Suck it up. Put your head down and get through it for 90 days. It's been two years now. And there are still individuals who have that, like who went into that survival mode and haven't gotten back out. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. The, the best thing you could ever do in any moment of your life is to constantly be reevaluating what you're doing, mm -hmm. checking yourself, checks and balances. So it is okay to now pause and reflect and take a different approach whether that's talking to a professional, whether that's changing. I mean, how many people did we see change careers during the pandemic? Oh yeah, for sure. Great things have come out of this when you've actually taken a step back and paused and go, Hey, you know what? Fine. I started out going the one way, but now I get to, I, now I get to go another way. I get to raise my hand and go, Hey, I'm freaking miserable because it's been two years and my kids are still at home and I can't even find the floor in the bedroom. And it's okay to say, maybe I should change some things. Mm -hmm. Stop faking it till you make it. I think it's also really just to add to it. Cause you and I have had this conversation. Like it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. It's okay to allow yourself time and space to feel everything, to mm -hmm. feel the weight of all the shift and the change in the world and the heaviness. But you also have to be the one that does do that check-in mm -hmm. that says, okay, I don't, I mean, I'm going to feel this and then I'm going to pick myself up mm -hmm. and I'm going to figure out what my next step is. And maybe all you can do is figure out that very next step. And it's literally one step at a time. So mm -hmm. maybe one better thing to do today is call the friend, you know, reach out on social media, but it's, it's okay not to be okay. But you also have to take responsibility for yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of power in owning your like, not okayness. 
I really wish I had a better vocabulary sometimes, <laughs> but it, there's a lot of power in recognizing and owning your, the space you're in Yeah, and saying, you know what? I, I don't feel great right now. I don't like the job I have. I don't like where I am in life. What can I do to change it? Because the only person that can do that is you. So if it's one step at a time, you figure out your one step and take it one day at a time, one step at a time. And before you know it, you'll be in a completely different space. If you continue to take one step after the other, a year from now, your life's not going to look the same. Right. Mine sure as hell doesn't. So <laughs> two years ago, <laughs> heck no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so and that's, I had plenty of days where it was all I could do is one step after the one other step, yep. because life, I mean, in the pandemic, I swear it like purged all of life's like crazy and bad and negative. And it brought it out in humanity and it brought it out in me and it brought it out in the people around me. And so I had to do some like self-reflection and really look inward and say, okay, and evaluate what do I like? What do I want to change? And how am I going to do this? Yeah. It, it was one step at a time. It's kind of like, it was like a cleanse. It was a cleanse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's what it felt like is I feel like the person that walked into 2020, I don't know who she is anymore. Like, thank you for everything that you did <laughs> to get me there, but I'm really glad I'm not you anymore. Mm-hmm. I love you. And I'm so glad for everything that you walked through with me, but we're not that person anymore. And I'm grateful for that. So yeah, it made us open our eyes a lot mm-hmm. and see something and starting to like, you know, get rid of some of those, you know, things that we didn't need in our life anymore, whether it was a, a person, a friend mm-hmm. or someone that was really negative, or mm-hmm. it was like the job. I think it's a great point is that, you know, it was a great cleanse for a lot of people. Yeah, it was, it was my advice, I guess would be, sorry. I like totally <laughs> tangent gratitude, find one thing to be grateful for. Start your day with gratitude. It, I mean, I like to write in my journal, 10 things I'm grateful for every morning because you can't be grateful and anxious and you can't be grateful and resentful at the same time. If you can sit in a, in a, a place of true gratitude, you could shift your entire day. And it's actually very true and powerful. And so I would say, start your day with gratitude. If it's one thing today, try to make it two tomorrow. But- Perfect. That's a great way to end it. <laughs> Well, ladies, thank you so much. Thank you for giving me your time. Um, It's been wonderful. And I'm just excited to watch your guys, what you're doing, blossom and bloom and do some amazing things, especially in our community. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.